Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. Tesla's rich valuation is the topic of today's presentation. If you're somebody that's holding Tesla stock or you think that Tesla stock is extremely overvalued, then this is going to be a presentation you want to watch. Just a full disclosure here, we recently did a piece on Tesla's quote-unquote bad earnings. And what we discovered there is that for whatever reason now, Elon Musk is either Saint Elon Musk or Satan. Uh, There's no in-between, no room for nuance. And for whatever reason, um, people are uh, quite divided down the middle when it comes to their opinion of this man. Now, we also know that people are more likely to click on a video if it invokes emotion and it has a human face on it. So we figured if we created a title talking about Tesla's success, overlaid that with a picture of he who shall not be named, staring smugly off into the distance, we could just watch the clicks pour in. And indeed, they will. But what I can promise you is that you're going to learn something useful in today's presentation. So how can we value stocks? Well, we can start by figuring out the intrinsic value of a company using things like the present value of future cash flows. MBAs do this a lot, uh, but it's quite tricky. So, for example, um, if you have a simple over-the-counter company with a pile of cash and no revenues, how can the market cap of that company be meaningfully less than the cash balance? Are you getting a free business? Well, the business that you're acquiring has no potential to generate value with the cash. That's what the lower market cap is telling you, that investors don't believe that the management team can take that cash and turn it into more cash. Now, the ultimate goal of a business, of every business, is to survive, and it's a lot easier to survive when you're generating a lot of cash. So a company that doesn't have any revenues isn't generating cash by definition, and there's a concern there. It's why we don't invest in companies that don't have revenues. Revenues and margins are the levers that management teams use to generate shareholder value. Can't sell more product? Then reduce your cost of goods sold, increase your margins, increase your profitability. So we can value businesses using two measures. Revenues, which is how we would value a growth business because typically they're not profitable yet, or profits, that's how you value a value business. Now, our simple valuation ratio that we use here at Nanalyze is similar to uh, price to revenues, but uh, we calculate it a bit differently. So we use annualized revenues as opposed to last year's or trailing 12 months, and we use market cap as opposed to enterprise value. We've discussed in prior presentations why we do that, mainly it's because we want to keep things very simple. For growth stocks, especially disruptive growth firms that are experiencing hyper growth, we want to focus on revenues because that's a proxy for market share captured. For value stocks, we can then switch to looking at profitability as a measure of success. Now, Tesla is one of the 10 largest companies in the world. And the first question you might have is, well, how does it compare to other large companies? The problem is, of course, that not all revenues are created equally. And you can see that here from this slide, which shows the simple valuation ratio, that's market cap divided by annualized revenues, 
calculated for the 10 largest companies in the world. And we see some interesting things here. NVIDIA is the richest of the lot. That's no surprise. We've talked about why that is. And then look at Berkshire Hathaway. Well, they're a management company, so you'd expect them to have a low simple valuation ratio. And uh, there sits Tesla at around 7, below this group's average of 8. We calculate this for almost uh, several hundred stocks in our tech stock catalog. And that average has been typically around 6.5, though just prior to this presentation, I was notified that it's falling rather dramatically. And we were going to examine why that is before we release our new, our latest update of our tech stock report and catalog. Now, you'd be quick to point out that instead of measuring Tesla, a car company, against other large tech firms, which dominate this top 10 list, perhaps we ought to uh, measure them against other car companies. And that's what we've done here. So if we take the simple valuation ratio for Toyota, uh, Ford, General Motors, and BYD, we can see here that it's uh, quite a lot lower. So if Tesla shares would trade at the same valuation, the same simple valuation as Ford or General Motors, then they would trade at about $14.50 a share compared to the $200 a share they trade today. At BYD's valuation, or presumably at uh, Toyota's valuation, because they're roughly the same, uh, Tesla's shares would trade at $66 a share. And the lowest that you may have seen them fall to recently, uh, maybe $110 a share or so. Uh, BYD and Tesla are probably the fairest comparison of this lot. And what we can conclude here without a doubt is that Tesla's revenues are very richly valued compared to other car companies. And there's no question about that. Now, the bulls and bears take a different approach here. And the bulls believe that vehicle autonomy will provide half of Tesla's value in the future. So it's all about what they're going to be doing, skating to where the puck will be. It's not just a car company, you'll hear them say. Now, the Bears will say the opposite. Of course, it's a car company. We've been hearing about all these great things that Tesla's going to do, these promises of, of future growth for years now, though one can argue they've done a pretty good job of growing the company so far. Now, before we get into that, um, I wanted to point you to our weekly newsletter. So we don't run ads here on this channel. We need your support to keep this running. So I'm going to put a link in the description of this video at the top there to the Nanalyze weekly newsletter. Uh, we've recently revamped this to make it more informative and educational for investors. It's free. Please just click that link, uh, put in your email and your name, subscribe to the newsletter and support our work. Thank you for that. Uh, so moving on to Nanalyze's analysis here of Tesla, Ford, and GM revenues. You can see the chart. They're very simply just plotting revenues over time. Look at how Tesla in blue there has accelerated in the recent years over the past decade and become a very formidable competitor. Um, these revenues are quite remarkable, this growth, when you consider that Tesla isn't even in the uh, top 10 manufacturers in, in terms of vehicle units. You can see this table here on the right. It's from 2017, so it's a, a fair bit dated. It was the most recent that I could find, and uh, it probably hasn't changed much. But uh, to put that into comparison, Tesla had 1.3 million vehicles in 2022. So um, they wouldn't even be in the, in the top 10 list of producers. Where they're doing something very different is when you look at their operating margin. And this 
chart here on the left was taken from their recent earnings deck. You can see their margins compared to the S&P 500 and the auto industry. That's what's relevant. And then this chart on the right here shows their operating cash flows. These are um, the monies that are being generated by these businesses, and those need to be positive. Uh, otherwise, firms have a difficult time. Uh, they have to raise capital, right? They need to sell shares or or take on debt, as Ford and GM have done, taken on uh, huge amounts of debt. So positive operating cash flow is a very good thing, especially when you consider that uh, when plunging car sales affected auto companies during the 2008 financial crisis, so units decreased by 20% or more, that led many automakers to the brink of bankruptcy. So when we look at the uh, quality of a company, gross margin shows us the potential for future profitability. Here you can see gross margin spelled out for GM, Ford, BYD, Toyota, and Tesla at the top there. Now, variability in earnings make price-to-earnings ratios, which are commonly used, quite volatile. And you'll find the same results if you examine these ratios for automakers versus Tesla. Indeed, as we said, we can all agree Tesla is overvalued. But where Tesla stands out is their cash position. So that's very, it's quite strong. And with minimal debt and very strong positive cash flows that are growing over time, they're going to be proved, they're going to prove to be more resilient in times of turmoil. The question here is how quickly can Tesla grow their other business lines? Now, ARK Invest has a price target, and uh, this has been talked about quite a bit, a price target for Tesla of, let's say, $2,000 per share. And of course, Price targets are um, arbitrary. What matters here is how they came up with this target, and they do a great job of explaining that to you. So here you can see the first two pie charts here are very relevant. First is revenue by a business line. So look, they say that electric vehicles will represent less than half of all Tesla's revenues by 2027. So this is a target of 2027 here. And then when it comes to profitability, you can see here that RoboTaxi has 64% um, of their profitability uh, by 2027. So uh, RoboTaxis are a, a key component of ARC's uh, bull thesis. And what they did quite well is they used a Monte Carlo analysis to examine lots of different uh, potential outcomes for Tesla stock. And here's an example. So you can see that uh, these various parameters may be good or bad, but what they're distilled down to in the end is a market cap. So you could see that uh, they're 2022 actual there in the first column. Then they go to the bear case. So uh, check out the, the second row there for the bear and bull case. So the average selling price, having a higher average selling price is good because that allows you to have more profit. So their bear case actually has a higher average selling price than the bull case. How is that possible? Well, that's just one parameter because if you look down the line there, you see that autonomous ride hailing for the bear outcome has $200 billion in revenues. And for the bull, it's 613. So um, what they will do is examine the likelihood of these different parameters and then come out, come with or, uh, the result will be outcomes in terms of share price targets. Now, this table here looks at various key parameters and inputs to that forecast, uh, their worst case scenario, their downside, upside, and best case scenario. And, you know, things like maximum annual production increase are, 
are very relevant, but what's perhaps most relevant to ARC's entire thesis would be the robo-taxi launch period that you see down at the bottom. The worst case scenario is 2030. Um, their best case is the fourth quarter of this year. And um, that raises some eyebrows and certainly some concerns for those who believe in this bull case. And you look at recent updates to ARC's Tesla model, they talk about share price forecast pushed to 2027. Well, you're going to keep pushing that forward as long as the price target isn't met. And because robo-taxis are such a critical component of this bull thesis, when they start coming online uh, is a big deal. That's very important. And here you can see the modeled scenarios, the lower price per share versus the higher price. And the higher price, the higher price scenarios all assume that uh, Tesla is delivering, delivering their robo-taxis quite early. So it says here before end of 2023. They say nearly all the highest price scenarios. And they say here that they don't believe the dojo training as a service or the Optimus humanoid robot will contribute significantly to Tesla's values or value within the next five-year investment time horizon, though they could over a longer period of time. Now, the problem here, of course, is that... Um, Elon Musk has done himself no favors in terms of his uh, friendliness with the current administration in the United States where robo-taxis, one would expect uh, uh, he would dominate in that space. And there are problems with existing robo-taxis, and um, it's hard to believe that this will come online as quickly as ARC expects it to, but that remains to be seen. Now, when it comes to historical valuations, we can all say, well, it should be valued less or it should be valued more, but what has it done historically? Well, we plotted that, and we touched on historical valuation in our recent piece on Tesla titled The Probability of Tesla Going Bankrupt. We wrote that around the time that they had a significant decrease in share price around the end of last year. And you can see uh, in the Tesla's SVR chart there that drop down to four. So they saw a simple valuation ratio of four at the end of last year. And it, it sits um, higher today uh, at around seven. But um, you could set that as a target if you wanted to add shares, set an aggressive valuation target and wait. Now, to conclude, uh, Elon Musk is Tesla's biggest bull case and also its biggest bear case. Um, a rich valuation, which is what it seems to command right now, isn't a good thing for any net buyers of the stock. Um, richly valued shares, however, are good for the company. And Tesla's true valuation sits somewhere between competent automaker with a great product and an AI company that happens to make cars. And it remains to be seen uh, where it ultimately sits by 2027. Now, historical valuations could lose their support levels around four or five if FSD, that's their um, auto autonomous driving software, runs into regulatory hurdles, and it certainly seems like it will. Uh, diversification into other segments will help Tesla avoid a U.S. automaker moment, such as energy storage, which they seem to be uh, making progress in. So I'm going to put up another video here that you might want to watch. Before you click that, please click the Analyze logo on the right. Subscribe to our channel, support our work. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Make sure you uh, subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? 
Head to Nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.